Welcome one and all. This is the Thai Gap podcast, the new and fresh episode. This is me, Being Brute. You're the most looked upon host who you wait for to listen to my voice. And with me, I have Bogus Noog. Hey guys. Yeah. Welcome back to the Thai Gap podcast. But the exciting part, Bogus. Uh-huh. We have a third mic. There is an elephant in the room. Let's address it. Rather, we'll just ask the elephant to speak. Mm-hmm. Introducing for the first time on the Thigh Gap podcast, Mr. Khartoon. Did he just call me an elephant? <laughs> no, I mean the proverbial. It's the metaphorical. This guy. You know, the elephant okay, in the okay, room. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. Uh-huh. That was pretty dope. I'm seeing this live. It's so fucking cool. Oh. Yeah, by dope, he doesn't mean uh, what's happening in the, you know, in the news? department. No, none no, of no, it. no, no. He meant we are way cool. Yeah. That's just how the youth uh, say cool they, these yeah, days. Yeah, that's how, yeah, I know, millennials dope. Wait, you yeah. guys are elder to me? Hmm? You guys are elder to me? No, what? No, 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 no. We are very young at heart. Come on. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not, never mind. Why am I asking questions? But <laughs> Mr. Khartoum. Yeah. How are you feeling? Khartoum. Khartoum. Yeah. Welcome to our podcast. Uh, it's a very short conversation in which you have convinced us, rather threatened us mm. that... Put me on your podcast episode. Yeah. Yeah. Or there will be consequences. No. And when Khartoum <laughs> comes calling, you can't say no. Yes, but... It's an offer you can't refuse. You can't. You can't. Yeah. Because Khartoum mm-hmm. is from the land of K. Oh, yeah. Can I it's be very honest Kuwait. with you? Like, even though you're making me sound dangerous, I just sound like an Arabic dish. Like, <laughs> that's it. Like, Khartoum, it's like, sound like side dish. There you go, people. For all you who are sitting back at home and wondering, mm-hmm. what does Khartoum mean? Yeah. It means that it's an Arabic dish. So, Khartoum, how are you feeling? How is it to Ooh, be here? anxious, man. I already started sweating when the moment you, like, you know. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that a lot, basically. I don't know. It's an after effect, I guess. I don't know. Also, the fan is off in the room. Nah, and it happens a lot, man, with me. Even in an AC room, mm-hmm. like when I have to do stuff like meet people or even work right 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 oh man like suddenly i just sweat i think i just figured such a beautifully inconsequential introduction Khartoum. we are so appreciating this <laughs> but uh can you get down to the brass tacks and appreciate and praise us a little more praise you guys a little more yeah absolutely bogus bogus noog and being brewed right in front of you how does it feel to see us live and in flesh fucking amazing i'm not going to fucking lie this is like brilliant man oh nice it is dope it's like so cool you like see a guys let's you make see? this episode only about this part. that's it <laughs> like <laughs> one episode one topic yeah that will be like chap lucy after some time <laughs> like i can praise to like a certain limit then it feels like okay wait who, who paid me to get into this podcast yeah but we know our audience they know how poor we are yeah they know we <laughs> have no money for the reluctant <laughs> donations we keep demanding yeah yeah, yeah. But thanks a lot. Let me be a little formal. Okay. Uh, thanks for coming here. Yes. Khartoum. Oh, okay. It's a pleasure that we are hosting you. And I'm even more glad that you're here because finally Bogus doesn't have a chair to sit. Huh? Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, maybe the audience will think that this guy's too powerful. He's fucking levitating. That's not the case. Don't give them the wrong idea. No, no, Which Bogus. could be the case. I mean, one of these days, you know. What, you levitate? You, you never know. And why do I levitate? I levitate because... You keep throwing that farts... No. <laughs> like that's your propulsion method. Because I realize these great truths in our No, bro. Life. I'll tell you why you levitate. Because Red Bull gives you wings. Oh, no, no. Let's, uh, that's for let's when... Not, let's not yeah. expose our sponsors here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. When they pay us the money, then we say, you know, who gives us wings and What all levitates us. Okay, then. For now, just for the record, uh, who gives us wings is still open uh, for any businesses <laughs> that are listening. You could be an Agarbati brand. I don't, we don't yeah. care. Or you can rhyme. Your brand name might rhyme with pull. Yeah, you just throw some kaching our way and you'll be the one giving us wings. Kaching. Thigh Gap Podcast. Subscribe. People will just fucking throw cashiers at this man. And share. And share. No, but seriously, you know what makes me levitate? I still have my money on farts. No. I realize these great truths, you know, and whenever that happens, I start levitating. One is that our Twitter is at Thigh Gap. Whoa, now you're spilling the beans yeah. about your secret sauce. Because everyone should get this. Why should it be only us, you know? Instagram, at underscore, at underscore Thigh Gap. Gap. That's right, that's right. Bro, do you feel lighter now? Yes, yes, I'm already half foot av- over the floor. Yeah, yeah. And our Facebook page is at Thigh Gap. It is. 
At high capacities, now I can almost touch the ceiling just by like folding my leg. Khartoum, I see your hair blowing in the wind already. You're feeling it. Nah, I'm gone, bro. I just yeah. I just went. And our email is mindthygap at gmail dot com. Guys, reach out to us. Let us know how you feel. Khartoum is here giving us his honest feedback, which has been a nonstop string of compliments. By the way, thank you, Khartoum, for that. Uh, we really appreciate that. Yeah, Habibi, you're welcome. And Habibi. Uh, I got this feeling that you probably were not done. You know, with what? With the compliments, I don't know why. Bro, what? What did you? Uh, how did you feel about I, that? I I just want to, you know, go back to my famous phrase mm-hmm. that I don't think he even scratched the surface of the oh God. compliments that he wants to give That's us. That's not a phrase. You gotta stop. It is doing a that. beautiful phrase, bogus. Just because you didn't come up with it, your jealousy of my intellect. Right. But Khartoum, this is the time of Khartoum. Yes. Right. So Khartoum, please go on. Apologies for you know interrupting you while you were praising us. Sure. Yeah. Karthum, thank you for joining us once again. Just for the benefit of our listeners, could you start off by telling us how you came to be here, joining us in the Thai Gap Podcast? Bogus and brute yes. are brilliant actors. Oh, thank oh. you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, one is the funny guy; the other is like the unfunny the guy. C. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and we know which is which. That's yes. not the case. Both ahead. are like terrific actors. And I once upon a time was an actor as well. And we both met up in theater, right? Nothing beyond yes. that. Yeah. Me and Brute hit it out first. Okay. Yeah. And Bogus was... Late to the party. Yeah, I was late to the He's party. He's always I late to the party, guys. right? Yeah. He's this enigma, like... No, 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 bogus, don't yeah, give please, like, no, no, go, go ahead. Like, enigma is the right word. <laughs> yeah, like that, that's what I, I, I think you picked the right word. Is he's like the Dementor from Harry Potter. He's just there. Now you're talking. There. I don't know if that's good. Now or you're bad. talking. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like the soul sucking. Yeah, he had long hair, like Ozzy Osbourne that time, and he always yeah. in yeah. that hoodie. Like I said, you guys are like like you know we met in theater. Yes. Yeah, and after that we disappeared. Yes, and we never kept in touch. I Although did. I met you yeah. for one of my scripts, yeah. theater's play. Right? We did discuss. Yeah, we discussed so the play. That also never happened. That board. also never happened. Yeah. Yeah. So then cut to like three and a half years. Yeah. And uh, oh, the your listeners, whatever, like audience, whatever they know us, they need to know the backstory towards how this podcast happened. And it, oh, had, yes. Like, it's an amazing he, story. You need to really... I remember... Um, First, like uh, Roastery Cafe, we met yeah, long back ago at Roastery Cafe. Yeah, yeah. And I was working on a script. Yeah. I see you guys on one particular table. Yes. Yeah. Laptop open. Yes. Yeah. And guess what? You guys were working on. Okay. Yeah. We were working on the logo. You guys were working on the Tiger Gap logo. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it was orange or yellowish first. Yellow. Yeah. And yeah. you guys were like flipping to the color. I'm like, I think red would be good. Yeah. I said yeah. something like that. I'm yeah. not perfectly sure but i think i said something like that mm. and i'm like wow these guys are going to open a restaurant <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, exactly. what I that's what i was about to say thanks for your advice our logo looks like a restaurant logo now yeah, yeah. like I mean, of a chinese bundy or something chinese <laughs> bundy thai gap okay that sounds weird yeah but uh, that's went down now flash forward to the present yeah your podcast took off yep and i see the logo yep and i shit you not i don't remember where have i seen this logo yeah right but one thing i will tell you is that the script that was she was reading that time yeah which i she was uh, still reading the script <laughs> three, three and a half years later what is it the bible no <laughs> like i'm reworking on the same story right now oh synchronicity which comes to my profession mm. obviously i told that i was an actor with you guys yeah. but then i was an i'm an ex actor mm. now yeah. i'm a screenwriter who's working in the film industry per now wow yeah. which is practically means i'm jobless so But yeah, it is so fucking cool that when you guys started off your podcast, yeah. like uh, the first episode, and I was deciding to start on the one line order, like of my script, which is not on halt, but as it's supposed to rework. Yeah, yeah. because there's some potential. You understand later yeah. of life right. and bullshit. The reason I came to this podcast. Yeah. Measure of man yeah. and. Uh, marriage and there's one after marriage as well i don't remember the title role as well models. Huh? role models oh fuck that was magnificent yeah. and the amnesia thing was like off the hook like that yeah. was beautiful and if i'm not sure is that previous to amnesia is that the one where you talk about kailash and all that stuff or that's amnesia that is amnesia that's amnesia oh then that was like off the chain and there's something else before that humor to 
humor was another one which were yeah is that the one you talk about like uh, a comedy yes. and something else as well different styles of humor like and where does humor come from yeah 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 oh so, f- like oh, yeah. That, yeah. that was okay mm. because obviously those were the starting mm. episodes okay. mm. but after <laughs> like, come on man like it picks no, up no, it gets better fair, when it picks fair. up no, it's yeah, all yeah, good yeah, it's yeah. all good yeah, yeah i think you're talking about storytelling the episode of yes that oh. was my favorite okay, okay, obviously okay. because i'm biased to that shit mm. so yeah. yeah that was my favorite and i, I i'm not like being biased that because i know you guys and all that shit mm. it doesn't I, it doesn't like pay my bills yeah. per se but i know where where's potential i really wish you guys the best and i hope you guys need to keep pushing right because yeah. sometimes excitement is a bitch mm. like literally it's a bitch like it will fade off one day and you would yeah. no no we have we have that part covered look at bogus's face but what happened like excitement doesn't like get into his system yeah. so <laughs> even if i want to get mm. excited about it maybe i should tell the audience how bogus look like so that you can, should, please, oh, do, please. Yeah, please do please oh, do oh, so please. for the audience Off of thai gap perspective the yeah, fans yeah. or whatever how bogus looks like is simple as this he looks like a lit winnie the pooh like literally <laughs> he looks like a lit winnie the pooh that's the most, so unfortunate that's not unfortunate that's like the gangster like you you think he's eating honey no honey that's not he's not eating honey no he's because tripping. it's unfortunate because winnie the pooh is used already for a, on another popular personality who is it tiger belly no the premier of uh, china oh china china xi jinping yeah. black china with china no the country uh, normal china. china the country we need the poo yeah the guy who rules china well rules but yeah, yeah rules rules china is what he is He looks like Winnie the Pooh. That's why. That's what people. No, that's him. there's a difference. He looks like Winnie the Pooh. Oh, you're you're the lit know. version of it. I'm the lit version. Yeah, of you're the lit oh, version man. of. I'll take that. What happens, especially in the city of Bombay or Mumbai? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what happened to me. I wanted to be a villain. I wanted to go to Mumbai and okay. try my shit there. I went there. I felt like shit because these dudes who are just auditioning. They are handsome motherfuckers. Obviously, when they open their mouth, eh, speak that way and all the shit, you know that it's not going to work. <laughs> and like, how does that even match with your body? Mm-hmm. But the money they have, the money they have just to get a role, I'm not even shitting you. Right. I'm going to tell you. You might know this particular person, and you might know the controversy. Mm-hmm. But there's this notion where this actor paid, okay. the parents paid to this high production house money. right so that he can get a role yeah it's an investment deal mm-hmm. agar flop ho gaya picture paisa hum rakhenge mm mm-hmm. agar hit ho gaya paisa aapko wapas nuksan nahi na tera na mera okay and this guy becomes a 100 crore market wala actor in the future okay. Okay. okay but you find it wrong what you find that to be wrong right now in this state not anymore but when i was an actor hell yeah because mm-hmm. i used to get audition roles is like 75 for a lead 50 for a villain and side role ke liye 20 mm-hmm. this is lakhs or thousands thousands for lakhs holta to wakadi neta venture and these are like good i wouldn't say good production house but they like producers and all that bullshit kind of a thing so i was in uh, andheri west uh-huh. and that's opposite to yashraj yashraj ka baju is balaji okay okay the telefilms yeah telefilms i think maybe alt also is in that i'm not sure but let's call it telefilms for now i think okay I just looked at the building. I tell you the competition so much. Mm. The security guard came out and just stopped me midway. I was just looking at the building. He puts his hand on my face and like allowed nahi hai. Kya dekhna? He's like na entry. Kidhar? It's like Balaji. Kidhar hai wo? And I'm I'm lost. He's like tu kahan hai? Me tu kahan hai venture? Like kind of like what's happening over here? You were not even trying to enter. No, I was just looking at the building. It's oh, like so it's because the Balaji building is very black and it looked very weird mm-hmm. it's fine kind of a thing i was just looking at it like what is this right then when he said is balaji i just looked down there's a sorry i looked down there's a mm-hmm. plate balaji yeah. i'm like oh, okay and that gave me the sh- shock the fuck out of me it like mm-hmm. i'm like what what happened it was a culture shock because what i learned from film school mm-hmm. is a bunch of lies what are you referring to exactly what was the culture shock I t- uh, when I mean by culture shock, oh fuck! I said it in wrong way. Should I give you a backup for that? Mm-hmm. So the film school, they it's a ladida place, mm-hmm. and people who come into this film school is like what a uh, a Br- brute was talking about, like mm-hmm. six packs and all this bullshit, sex, yeah. orgy, drugs. I'm mm-hmm. not even fucking lying. 
this is what goes down there okay and it becomes like an industry at least the one which i went for mm-hmm. okay at least the one which i went it's like this notion mm-hmm. kind of a thing all cocky motherfuckers mm-hmm. all like up to top like till here like a opun like you know bap hai kind of a shit right. kind of a thing now they say that you know it is the same for every industry mm. it's same for every industry when i went to mumbai and the world was way tougher and bigger mm. that's what i mean by culture shock okay it so was what a, you thought was the worst was actually not the worst it was not the worst mm. yeah. man brute it was not the man mukesh chabra supposed to be this guy who's like oh open arms come and do the casting like you know free bro it doesn't work like that bro bro the city of bombay the reason why there's a lot of hate for the hindi cinema in bombay and mumbai is that mm-hmm. because these are the things that goes down no one wants to help you right and south that's not the case there's some old school way of working things in south which needs to be changed mm-hmm. but here it is much more helpful there's a lot of stories in the industry which will make you laugh and it's become legendary stories kind of a thing like for one example there's this run, they call it the running joke okay mm-hmm. but it's actually a scene that went down in the industry uh where this guy's narration is so powerful mm-hmm. it'll freak you out this guy is known to make not mass movies mm-hmm. he's known to make balaya mass movies okay. balakrishna mass movies right right he's that person yeah. yeah like it is so massy it's like a line will just pop out of nowhere right, right. so what this guy does is that this is uh, he goes to pitch a story to this uh, big time actor the actor's wife is pregnant with the baby okay mm-hmm. and he's like okay come and the narration is very small it's like an appointment meeting how they yeah. do it here so he comes and he's like you know like ha narrate karo and this guy goes like then everything yeah. and the wife is like, she felt a kick oh, yeah. okay and then she looks at the hus- like yeah, husband yeah. and husband is like we'll do this later it's not good for the child and yeah. everything that oh. we'll do that later mm-hmm. cut to 6 months bachcha paida hota hai okay he comes back again ha mm-hmm. sare we we'll listen to the story and this man is thinking like you know i'm not hitting it yeah. Yeah. so he's upping a notch like he's right. uh, yeah. topping it mm-hmm. it's like ha chapu kind of thing like start narrating he's like yeah. okay ओके he comes again and this kid this uh-huh. other child is riding a cycle okay uh-huh. and he starts again okay uh-huh. it's like please kind of a thing he goes full berserk right ah kind of a thing mm. that kid falls on the bike uh-huh. after that there was no more pitching session again <laughs> why couldn't they just take it out also outside the home why couldn't this just be a movie in itself yeah a guy goes be. to pitch to a star this is like an egg No because Amazing. see why this cannot be a movie it's a I'll to answer the question it's a running joke in the industry right right and if you're from the like industry everyone will know this shit okay so okay. like it's like I know what you're talking about and why kind of right, thing right right yeah. so well, unfortunately we are not from the industry yeah, yeah. So nobody cares yeah yeah so nobody cares but yeah. person like me when I heard it for the first time no I'm telling you I laughed my ass out thinking it's a joke because they told it's a running joke but mm. actually that happened Wow. and yeah. i chuckled my ass off to another level so you hear this all this kind of stories and everything oh, like legendary shit like yeah. Yeah. you you know yeah, but yeah industry is a very funny place it's a very I mean, funny place i've, I've yeah. heard st- stories so weird i can't like recollect yeah yeah you know my head mm-hmm. but stories as to why a person rejected a story or a movie uh, you know rajkumar right I'm, I'm sure, sure. <laughs> I might know the actor Rajkumar. Oh, oh the, like you Jani, mentioned that, that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know why he rejected uh, Zanjeer? Think he didn't it. like the director's face. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he rejected very, the story because stuff. of that. <laughs> There was another movie. I think Devan and the someone. Yeah. He rejected a very big ass movie. Oh, okay. Because, because they didn't allow him to wear the dresses he wanted to wear. Oh, okay. so basically why writers don't get bound in the industry is the mm-hmm. one major thing is that because public don't give a shit about writers mm-hmm. that's the one number one thing okay 
and to be honest with you i'm not going to say it's changed as such because the last person who did that made it like writing screenwriting popular was salim javed i think absolutely anything whatever oh, they did was gold yeah, after that there's no one because even if you see the writers for like three idiots or raju hirani's movie you don't hear about the writers much because the audience don't care or the viewers don't care if you're a writer kind of a thing mm-hmm. and also it's this ideology of team writing mm-hmm. you know how will you give credit to a particular uh, writer when there's a team involved but even in a team there would be a hierarchy right that's what i'm telling you yeah. right so obviously you will get the credits right mm-hmm. but w- what is the benefit of doubt kind of a thing well, like, what what exposed right yeah you you need to get that oh you had like 30 people to write then i'll also write but i'm not sure if i buy this public doesn't uh, appreciate kind of no it's true it's a true fact but again i don't know if it i don't know the word appreciate is sensible but i think public is indifferent to who is the writer but then again is it the public's business to know who the writer was because ultimately the writer is basically making the movie better right no it doesn't work that way see you guys uh, one thing you don't understand is that see whatever we write Mm-hmm. there are multiple scripts i have worked upon with certain independent directors or for a a, a production house and everything mm-hmm. when i look back at it after some time just to work upon it it's shit it's shit i'm not going to lie mm-hmm. okay because one on the on the, on the right, screenplay that you've written yes 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 it's me i'm talking about me and mm-hmm. i can imagine for other people only difference between them and me is that i'm being brutally honest with this factor i'm i might be a good writer mm-hmm. but sometimes it's shit shit comes out pretty yeah, evident If you are a writer do you or don't you want to see how the story is being told of course like you have written a script right now you've read the script you you are satisfied with it like yeah great script like this is the best i can do right now yeah do you want to see how it is being translated like how is it being executed like on screen on or screen. on sets however on screen obviously on screen the final product of the right script is what the movie right or say you written a web series the final part of the web series okay. whichever, whichever it is. is do you want do you itch to see how it ends up wow man really i don't actually you, you don't, don't? then you're a true writer like you basically are a writer because see the thing with me i was very clear mm-hmm. when i first got this knack of writing i'm a storyteller mm-hmm. my job is to tell a story because sometimes i will not get an opportunity to narrate a story right my whole game is on the paper correct so when you read my scripts my scripts my detailing is so crisp mm-hmm. you will feel the ambience mm-hmm. you might sometimes smell it mm-hmm. you will sometimes see the character what he's going to do i describe the full thing like the right. character stuff and everything and that's my thing as a writer yeah. i perfect yeah. it because i know for a fact i'm not going to direct it and this is my gift that i have that mm-hmm. i do for my skill that i have to sell it forward yeah, yeah. sadly i can't narrate well i'm still fi- trying to fix on that part and i think writing but why do you want to narrate if you just want to write uh because i have to sell my script script at the end of the day right i'm not one of those yeah, people that someone is coming it. towards me to write not a big person is coming to me to write a story kind of a thing mm-hmm. i have to find my own projects go somewhere right okay. if it is a work thing it's a different ball game altogether it's just writing but for my own project it starts off with your own project everything starts off with your own personal shit right so what i'm getting is your itch of uh wanting to tell a story is being scratched already when the director listens to your narration or accepts or green lights your script no uh my itch for storytelling is done mm-hmm. when the end is on the paper okay rest is all up to the director and the audience no, no but if you itch to tell a story then the people who would listen to your story or are, are an important element you're talking about narration picture, right no. no just if you want to tell a story it's not like you would want to just yell your story into the void you want some people to listen to the story right isn't that part of the itch or the fulfillment that you want to get yeah but sometimes what happens you know you have to come to this ex- acceptance in life or at least in your work that you mm-hmm. know sometimes it might not be the case sometimes you have to do that Uh, internal suicidal torture or okay. killer kind of a thing where like you know sometimes what you're wanting to tell mm-hmm. will not come cartoon 
let me just remind you that this is a comedy podcast <laughs> so stuff like suicidal internal okay it know. kills yourself wow. oh yeah of course yeah, this, right. let's just uh, completely different yeah, context right. yeah, yeah. so like let's not go yeah. too harsh yeah. with this so just basically <laughs> you have to kill yourself internally to accept that fact that sometimes it will not come on screen whatever i have yes. you are you are i hope i don't get in that placement but it is shit there's nothing worse than a producer or a director that opens a cabinet Mm-hmm. and it's filled with scripts that they have bought or they have written right and there is a pure 100% fact that my script will end up there even though that itching thing you want possible yeah. yeah no it is a fact mm-hmm. i'm telling you the like i met this director dude mm-hmm. um in mumbai and he met uh, one of his friends who's an established director he's mm-hmm. a big time director but bada bada comedy pictures kar raha hai he's like kya hua script chahiye cupboard mein ja ke dekh lo na itna hai Mm-hmm. that is i'm not going to say the aukad or izzat mm-hmm. that is what happens yeah and that is what i have accepted mm-hmm. because i'm not going to be stupid like this other people like wakanda forever <laughs> and just be like you know i'm going to change the game i will right it will happen but i have to do the sacrifice because if that is the thing then there's no difference between me as a writer and me as an actor then because that actor is gone I don't have that feeling for an actor anymore. No, but what I mean is let's say let's go beyond oh, yeah. that. Okay, and sure. let's say your script was greenlit and now they're making a movie on your script. Now when that movie comes out as a writer, do you have or do you not have the urge to see whether your story was realized as you pictured it or not? It's you don't. It's gone. Because after all that shit, you've completely detached yourself. So now this is where my question is coming because your itch or urge as a storyteller I feel does not end until you find your audience for your story that is what completes the picture like I had a story to tell and someone was willing to hear it and I was able to share it with someone so this is not getting fulfilled here from what I'm seeing right of course yeah right because you've already detached yourself right but see what I'm trying to say that as a storyteller mm-hmm. I know where to end it where my job is done You, you see the difference but, but are you do you feel as yeah, a storyteller can, can you call yourself a storyteller if no one's hearing your story see it is not the fact that no one is hearing my story understand mm-hmm. that factor you're talking from the audience point of view right from your audience from point your, of view from your point of view as the storyteller right. you need an audience to listen to your story or be exposed see, to when it when i'm uh, when you're saying audience mm-hmm. i'm uh, trying to get that right are you talking about the people that go into the theaters audience yeah, yeah. right yeah. Yeah. you define right. let me now let see me what i'm telling as audience is that mm-hmm. see i have to meet actors right i have to meet directors mm-hmm. i have to pitch to a producer i have to pitch to all three of them as well. so this is your audience that is my audience and, and if, if they, they are, are happy with the story, story then only it will go forward your right? job is done and then obviously 100% chance that is going to be like out of 1000% it's like oh, sorry 200% kind of a bullshit is that what you're telling will get screwed mm-hmm. because uh, what i mean by screwed in a good way it's like there's uh, there's a high chance this two scenes in your script which can be just fit in two metaphors in a shot yeah, right. right and it's a fact you have yeah. to accept all this yeah. yeah as i'm speaking to you right now my heart hurts it actually is painful just talking about it mm-hmm. but bogus stop fuck painful. it's not paining anymore just get the shit out of me <laughs> but it's fact that's what yeah. happens yeah. and these are the things like i discussed with uh, you and brute initially right. what is the topic i wanted to talk about mm-hmm. these are the things people need to understand okay as a writer as an actor as a director oh man you have no idea what the producers go through man i'm and sure yeah bro when they tell that you know they read thousands of script then they all are shit mm. i don't doubt it see when i first time that rosy cafe was a story which i uh, wrote right yeah. the, i got it's titled the brotherhood okay mm-hmm. yeah so i went and I wouldn't say personally pitched like mm-hmm. in your face. Maybe few people have done that, but obviously approach pr- production house and everything. And bro, uh, you know why not studio? The one who did Vikram Veda. Have you heard of Vikram Veda? I have. Dude, I'm bad. He's Vikram Veda. Have you heard of Vikram Veda? No, but Tamil I know the name of the studio. Right, Vikram's movie, right? Huh? No, no, no. It is a Maddy, a Maddy and Vijay Sethupathi. Ah. So I approached that production house. They liked it. Okay. and i screwed it up because the way i uh, pitched yeah, the story yeah, yeah i told it's a kickass movie 
and mm. right then and there they didn't even bother reading the screenplay okay but coming back to the other production house i went in and pitched because you said it was a kick ass movie yeah man obviously what just the word huh the word kick ass is what triggered them or like obviously it triggered me man i understood it was out of my hand who, who the like man you're a guy who's uh, your job is to get story i suddenly come and say it's a kick ass story you like it right it kind of reminds me of brute's parcels but yeah go ahead yeah. ooh damn it's not a good call back <laughs> it's not a good come back but i didn't expect that shit to come out like now it took him 3 and a half hours to warm up to that come back nah he just After fucked, he just fucked like you back so i but i i got the clarity which is your audience as a storyteller is the director that's me that's me actors. huh that's, yeah, me. that's, that's you. me that's me and you feel your job is fulfilled when i didn't a, say that you hit the uh, you, i didn't say that i'm forced to do that you're forced to do it i have but to given a choice but you that's yourself, what you're asking given yeah. a choice still i'm still on that part then how are you forced to do it if you are that was your choice like, I when i mean forced to do it it's me forcing myself to accept the fact like my job is done here you understand okay, and when, when i mean you forced, I was it, forced <laughs> you are the one no forcing yourself yeah. <laughs> see it's a see you should understand one thing uh-huh. it's like This is like Karthik calling Karthik. <laughs> like, See, it's a very contradicting thing. Yeah. It's very hard for you to understand what I'm trying to tell, because you have to dwell into your own alone time to understand these factors of life. Mm-hmm. You understand? And no, <laughs> no. Can you like? I think you have to break it down See. a little. Because what I don't understand is, and I'm being very genuine here, right? Okay. Because even when we are, when we were writing our own, yeah, sure, sure, scripts, scripts or whatever, right. right, right. The itch was, the itch just started. when we finish the script you know when we finish the script yeah. is when the it started okay now we need to get into you know production, production. executing this, this. Right, right, right. we got to make this right, shit right, right. and see, see how, how things will come up right 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 and we didn't know how that feels right then we did this one sketch out of like i think off the cuff we didn't even yeah. like go deep into it whatever were whatever we thought was necessary we did it got like a bunch of people who we didn't even know who could handle a camera or not like what is lighting nothing of that sort and when we did it and when we realized that oh, okay so, you know we were like 80% there yeah. to what we wanted to get out and that's when it, that whole concept of that fulfillment came okay right? okay okay now we we are speaking from this experience i'm not still going to the point that it is like a a mo- feature film or a right, 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 right. right but purely from a standpoint of a guy who writes a story in the intention of telling the story right irrespective of which format or which medium whether it be a theater play made be like a radio show or whatever it might be right, right? the i the writer's intent of writing a story is to tell the story to the ultimate audience the ultimate yeah, obviously right the general consensus is oh, i am writing a story so that end of the day like a bunch of people will respond to it respond yeah. to it right or Engage react to it. it yeah and but when you come and tell us and correct me if i'm wrong in understanding you when you are telling me that hey i forced myself not to go to that point rather stop myself in pitching the story that's where i want that's all the distance i want to go to i uh, no right when you say that i am just i mean you can no what i got was that you just don't um feel the need to find out if the final product was matching your story at all you're completely yeah. detached from it Thanks i have to exactly i have to i have to i know maybe that force word came out pretty strong mm-hmm. but i have to accept that fact and it's an acceptance but you know what's a funny thing though uh, if i do go to the theater to watch my movie or watch it on the ott thing mm-hmm. i'll watch it as a pure audience Yeah, that is that's a I different mean, thing i'm just that, saying that i'm just putting it out there just, okay. i know you have to because because that's how you can evaluate or be critical about your work but you know what's a fucked up thing after film school and being in the industry the the fun of watching movies is ripped apart it's no more because fun. now you know what's happening in the back behind the scenes so this is something common in the uh, stand up world as well is it i mean yeah because stand up comedians they have to go on repeating their sets the same thing they keep repeating they just go different places so say for example if like uh, bogus is doing a tour mm. you take the same material and go everywhere yeah at one point of time you have like 45 minutes which is you what you prepared like one set which could be a special that you're hoping to make so you keep going to different places trying to revise 
on the material trying to improve on it because in stand up the only place you can really improve it is on stage yeah. right so uh they go through the same thing where their own jokes once the and this is what i got from stand up professional stand ups themselves as watching a few live streams where i heard them say this which is when they start off the joke a joke in the raw form right as a performance they, they are, are enjoying, enjoying that, that process. process but the audience is not enjoying it as, as much because they are not getting the refined material it takes them stand up comedians it takes them a while to refine the joke have all the right tags and the punchline everything but by the time they have refined it now the audience is actually on the other end of the experience where they are enjoying it because they're getting the finished polished product but by then the stand up is already jaded because he has done this yeah the same thing again and again whoa and so, he's just now he's in the mechanics of it you know he's just he's going through fine emotions. tuning yeah i know so, where i feel a writer plays a very integral role mm-hmm. uh, or helps the director a lot mm-hmm. is giving that third man's perspective often what happens they call a director's blind spot right they want to tell the right. story in a certain way right 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 and they are so focused in telling that story in a certain way they miss out a huge part of how do you actually connect the story to an audience right and the writer is actually looking at it from the outside yeah yeah exactly that's a job that's a job that is the job so he goes and says like hey you know what he pitches like multiple ideas and all mm. and this is another common thread that i see in general with all great directors all good directors mm-hmm. they give the importance to the writer in this sense yeah. where they want they want the writer to pull down the collar or pull down the shirt you know what the best hey, thing about this i'm happy that you know about it yeah i know a lot of things kartum uh, you know that's you cool have, I'm, I'm let me rephrase right okay reiterate the most the greatest phrase of our podcast you haven't scratched the surface of the worth of being brute claps claps guys claps that doesn't sound like a phrase right exactly it is a great phrase for tiger podcast yeah no 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 it is the best <laughs> direct audience take feedback take it and leave it <laughs> this is a take it and leave it yeah scenario. i'll definitely take it and leave it so yeah, yeah. i'll do that but it's I'm, I, but this is what i'm talking about mm-hmm. many people don't even know this shit i mean he is into it kind of what do you mean i mean movies writing or whatever He's dude i am talking about people in the industry also don't know this shit okay <laughs> they, that's what <laughs> i I'm didn't called. know that yeah, there are many people that way they, because okay. see there are blind goats everywhere man mm. they'll be like you know what is the emotion of this story are i'm going to write this i'm going to write it. man first of all half of the people don't know what they're writing in their own mm. screenplay mm-hmm. kind of a situation but many people don't know this thing and first of all you have to have that blessed director or a filmmaker to allow you to do that right, right. Yeah, shit back wouldn't have worked Yeah. yeah that's why the guy, directors who are great and i repeat to the audience that's why the directors who are great mm-hmm. do this shit because they know that somewhere down the line i'm going to overdo it right. Right. and the writer will come and smack me with the shit script and you know what's the funny thing mm. those people who do that from the team of like 10 20 writers obviously i'm exaggerating mm-hmm. 10 20 writers and all that guy will suddenly like he gets this boost right positive impression yeah he gets this impression kind of mm-hmm. a thing and they're like who's this guy to go against you and obviously politics does happen that is right. nothing new mm-hmm. but when he does that mm-hmm. they expect that shit to happen yeah and when you don't do this mm-hmm. that's when we're like ah shit you know what i mean right. be it the producer be it the director they'll be like ah shit kind of a thing mm-hmm. same thing like what writers to the director directors to the producer True. they will do the same thing they'll pull it on bro you do this you're going to lose a lot of money right. and the reason is not this you're not thinking straight right right, right. you're that stuff and they want you to do this but some people will <laughs> yeah. yeah some people you don't know what it suddenly you'll be like who's doing that like in the middle of yeah. nowhere kind of a thing like you know but man I'm really happy that you do know the sh- uh, stuff. I spread happiness, Kartum, always. Mm-hmm. So that was a lengthy conversation. Yeah. Kartum, mm-hmm. bogus. Mm. You pointed at me seventy-three times. I'll remember that. Okay. 
Khartoum, you spoke for 73 minutes non-stop. I remember that too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nobody did that in our episode till date. Yeah. So that concludes the podcast bit, the episode bit about our topic. Right. And now, Khartoum, the reason why you have come to the episode to record with us mm-hmm. is to be a part of the greatest ever podcast section. We can self-proclaim that. Of right? course. I don't yeah. think there's yeah. an issue. Yeah, yeah. Jangis can't, can't do shit to us. Nope. This is the parcel section. Mm. The fan favorite. Right. The public demands. Mm. And my mother's scoldings. <laughs> so this is where we give our recommendations. As you are the guest, yeah. Khartoum, yeah. the stage is yours. Please give your parcel to our audience. So, so yeah. Mm, since uh, I, I also have a parcel, but I have two. You get one. I get one? Yeah. Can I one. just take two? Pick one. Pick one. Come Otherwise, on, we have to cancel Bogus's parcel, which I am very tempted to, but that would be unfair. Ah, shit. Um, okay, fine. I'm going to go old school and they're also pretty desi. Okay. And I'm going to suggest the parcel of uh, Raj Kapoor's, one of the best movie of Raj Kapoor. I'll call it Sri, what's that? Sri Charsabis. Okay. Okay. So Sri Charsabis, guys. Uh, one of the legendary movies of Bollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Have, have you guys watched it? Many times? Yeah. I have, but I don't remember most Anything of it. So basically, it. if you didn't, you guys have to watch it because uh, the way it is so relevant even now mm-hmm. is the beauty of the movie. Mm-hmm. Minus the songs and everything. Mm-hmm. So the story is not that like, you know, like bonkers kind of mm-hmm. a thing. It's about this guy. Mm-hmm who is this jovial kind of a guy and how um, he's jovial because he's broke. Right. 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 And he falls in love with this teacher kind of a thing. And suddenly what happens is that he gets a taste of luxury. Mm-hmm. When he ta- gets a taste of luxury is that when everything goes downhill for right. him and how uh, the luxurious life is shit kind of a thing and all this. Right. Right. Smart part is what Raj Kapoor does is that he names the characters like mm-hmm. Vidya means knowledge. Right. Like that he does that a lot for the, like his name also something. I don't remember the character's name mm-hmm. as such because Raj Kapoor as a tramp itself is very iconic. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what what is it to Charlie Chaplin? Yeah. So those who have not watched Sri Charles because people say like, you know, it is shit and everything. People need to watch old school stuff. And I mean, old school stuff is not sticking like to Amitabh and Rajesh Khanna. Right. So yeah. there's a reason I picked this particular movie because he's one of these gems. Mm. Who was a filmmaker mm-hmm. and an actor. Right. To have that combo and still make it work in that time right. was a very big deal. Right. To pull out certain emotions and make it still relevant is a very big deal. Like mm-hmm. I said, the opening sequence only what he does is that he's, uh, well, or not ob- obviously opening sequence, but in starting of the movie, it's, this guy slips. In the mid starting of the movie, he slips on a banana. Okay. Okay. And he, uh, what what happens brief is that when lady slips on a banana, that's the heroine, Nargis. Mm-hmm. So everyone laughs. He also mm-hmm. laughs. When it happens to him, he flips his lid. Mm-hmm. So certain things like contradiction, all that, that ha- that's there in the movie is very beautiful. Right. But the best part about this guy, he's broke and he's happy. Right. Mm-hmm. And when he's not able to understand rich people's life and all this bullshit, he gets distorted. Right. He gets very distorted from inside kind mm-hmm. of a thing. So that's the parcel. I had another movie as well. Also, it's a Malayalam movie. But since we are, I have only one, so Sri yeah. Charsabis, Raj Kapoor, Sri Charsabis, Sri Charsabis of Raj Kapoor. By any chance, do you know which year it came in? Not a clue. Has yeah, to be in sometime before nineteen eighty. Yeah, the safe best. Well, considering you wound up, wound it up pretty quickly, do you want to go ahead with your Malayalam movie as well? Oh, really? Yeah. Cool, dope. So this is uh, a Malayalam movie called Midhuam. Mm-hmm. I can't, I'm not pronouncing it right. It's Midhunam. M-I. Midhunam. Nam, I think it is. Right. So if it is, it's a com- comedy drama. Yeah. And it's Mohanlal's movie. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> what's funny about this movie, even it's made in the olden times, it's still relevant. Okay. Right. Till date. So mm-hmm. what is this guy's deal is that this guy wants to open a uh, biscuit factory. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he tries his best. Mm-hmm. Okay, with the government and obviously, you know, what happens and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. 
at the same time he has to deal with his family a very uh-huh. dysfunctional family uh-huh. at the same time this guy gets married to this girl uh-huh. whose father traps him to get married because he used to promise that i want to get i will get married to you i'll get married to you okay. but he never does because his first focus is the biscuit fact Right. right. Father does a plan saying that you know I'm getting ma- getting her married to someone. Bhag ke shaadi karta hai and that's the father's plan. Okay. Now he has to deal with this girl. Mhm. Biscuit factory making and the family. Okay. So what is the problem in all of this that to please the family since he's the elder brother mm-hmm. he has to sort out his own family because right. the family is very fucked up. Mhm. The elder brother keeps. Uh, so he since he's the elder brother the one brother is a drunkard rowdy right. who ends up in jail and uh, the situation mm. at the same time when he's trying to solve the jail thing right mm-hmm. the wife she's not getting any attention and mm. she's not able to see the bigger picture that he has other responsibility by being a husband mm-hmm. so what happens in this sequence is that she is actually uh, she it's a birthday right and she's not able to digest the fact that this guy didn't wish her for the birthday mm-hmm. so it's still relevant till date you know the drama in the house is still relevant till date Okay. Yeah. And the message is also very simple towards the end. It's mm-hmm. just because you know as a husband I am a brother I'm a this I have to sort shit out. Right. But how the comedy and how the drama takes place and how this one individual mm-hmm. goes through all this thing just to please people. Mm-hmm. And by the way he gets the biscuit factory done, huh? Okay. He gets it done in his way. Okay. Okay. Right. So how this contradiction of life and how he has to help with the drama and he's calm. He's mm-hmm. calm. Then a mother like motherfucker that gets calm. Mm-hmm. Obviously, situation gets interesting, and it's right. comedy also on top of that. Right. So this is another movie which I like to suggest. Nice. Yeah. Two. I think the first Malayalam movie. Yeah. That was mentioned in our podcast. Right. So we only had German movies. Right. And Japanese movies. Right. And then some movies that only bogus watched. And yeah. Nobody else did. Mm-hmm. Now I decided so to go pretty good. desi because you know, hey. Yeah. 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 You are illiterate. We get that. Thank you. Sir. So the two movies that you suggested in your parcel, right? This is great. Can you just repeat for the sake of our audience? Raj Kapoor's Shri Chasubis, right? Yes. Okay. And Mohan Lal's Midunam. Midunam. Nice. Right. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. That's the part of the guest to speak, mm. and so to speak, now the host shall give out thy parcels. Sure. So, Brute, go ahead. Thank you Bogus for very politely stepping aside and letting me do my piece very fast. Of course ladies first go ahead. You really like that I did this shit. <laughs> Anyways, so my parcel for this episode is a very well known comedian slash director slash writer slash artist and philanthropist slash lot of slashes. Mm-hmm. His name is Woody Allen. Ah slash turkey yeah okay. No, he was yeah there are a lot of slashes. There's more slashes as well. The more controversial. Slashes. Yeah, but having said that nobody can take away his genius on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh I have grown up watching some of the movies that he made. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Very well done. He also made some extremely f- sophisticated movies. Mm-hmm. But the movie that I picked for this episode, the name of the movie is Hollywood Ending. Okay. What what what? Hollywood Ending. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. basically it's like you know the typical movie ending type okay like oh that was a cinematic like a dream ending right, of right, your right, story right, whatever right. Right, right so woody allen is this kind of semi retired out of job ex famous director mm-hmm. who's like a big big shot right right but what happens is he kind of goes through a lull and you know has a break up and whatever yeah and he starts he kind of goes out of job mm-hmm. and what happens is he's basically not satisfied with what the kind of work he is doing mm. especially from what stature he came right? right so he is in this kind of a crisis when he gets a call saying that hey you know what there's there's one movie which you want which we want you to do mm. which is of his ex wife right okay. so he has to do a movie with his ex wife mm-hmm. and his ex wife is now dating the studio's big boss right right so as if that is not enough what takes like a evil turn is i don't know what it is called it is called psychosomatic mm-hmm. okay. i am pronouncing it right bogus yeah, i guess yeah as if you have an oxford dictionary you are confirming the, he gets psych- he develops blindness so the moment he hits the sets mm-hmm. he develops this psychosomatic blindness mm-hmm. right and he can't see shit 
and so whoever is backing him up in the studio try to like continue the farce saying that okay don't reveal anybody that you're blind right. let's get through the movie right and this guy is a perfectionist on top as a director woody mm-hmm. allen his okay. character's name is val waxman mm-hmm. and uh, the whole story is about how he completes the project mm-hmm. like how he completes the movie and he has to deal with all these executive decisions you know he has to design the set he has to figure out who wears what right and he does all that while being blind right, right? Oh, so it's wow. a it's kind of a lost gem in mm. all his filmography because i really like the way the movie is mm. right especially i mean it's a pretty good cast there's street william mm. there is debra messing mm. there is leo uh, tia leone yeah tia leone tia leone and woody allen himself pretty strong cast but again like any other woody allen movie the whole movie revolves around him right. which is kind of a trademark right mm. oh, but okay. you have to really check it out it's a it's a very it's a very simple story but mm-hmm. put in a very nice way like you don't expect like you don't expect like how this can how can you twist such a simple story right, right? it looks like this you know lost love rivalry and all but it's a completely different you know alternate agenda which is going on right so as a viewer you are always like oh, okay well, how is he going to deal how long will this go mm. at what point will you know things hit the shit hits the ceiling yeah so that's my suggestion for this episode it is woody allen's hollywood ending awesome claps i know what woody allen movie so i think i'll take this you should you should he's he's pretty good so oh, bogus right we all are ready with our notes yes and additional papers <laughs> and dictionaries and encyclopedia and yes. also the world map just in mm-hmm. case yes. and, and, you a stop, and a stopwatch yeah. and a stop no no stopwatch is that one thing we don't need yeah. we know for sure this goes long so my parcel for this episode is a cult favorite tv show that aired in 2002 wo is a science fiction tv show called firefly and mm-hmm. firefly was created by this guy called Joss Whedon okay oh. and if you don't know Joss Whedon the basic reason behind we the, not knowing Joss Whedon no behind the avengers being such a big hit oh okay. is because of Joss Whedon he directed that movie and oh. not just because of him directing it the whole uh pattern that you saw in marvel in the whole marvel universe you see the whole marvel universe you know the characters joking with each other yeah. and that whole comedy infuse banter the, right the whole infusement of banter and also the whole uh, aspect of superheroes joking about and having this witty remarks yeah. all of that is a joss whedon staple okay and so once avengers became such a big success marvel mm-hmm. just ran with that formula right and you have thor ragnarok and all of that yep, stuff yep yep so Firefly when Joss Whedon made it uh you were there this TV show it was made in 2002 the story is set in the 25th century in the future when there is a major civil war basically humanity is in space now they have uh populated planets right and in space there's a major civil war because USA and China are the two dominant powers and now they are coming together to form an alliance mm-hmm. so whoever is against this alliance and this consolidation of power right they basically on the other side of the civil war and so what happens is the alliance wins the civil war mm-hmm. and they get total control okay. of the galactic Complete. whatever sphere of influence they have so in the outskirts of the galactic their spheres sphere of influence are still areas that are unmonitored that much and that is where all the black market and all the shady shit right goes down all the black market deals right and this is nothing but just bartering goods right because everything else is in control by the alliance firefly is about a ship called serenity okay and serenity has nine crew members mm-hmm. and the story revolves around this crew okay the captain is called captain malcolm reynolds and he used to be like a commander or a major in the army and he was fighting for the opposite side that lost right so he has an espe- he especially has reasons not to go or not to get noticed by the alliance because he's a war criminal in their eyes so he takes this crew and they go about in these outskirts you know in the space that belt 
and they keep doing these odd jobs just to survive now one fine day they come across a couple uh, a guy and a girl who is his sis- uh, who's the guy's yeah, sister yeah generally couples are guy and a girl no no i mean their brother and sister oh okay so then they're not so a couple they're a these couple? two The brother and sister? Yeah, these two people, they're not a couple. I'm just saying. Siblings. Siblings. They are on the run from the alliance for some reason. Okay. And when you look at them, these two people look posh and... High society. Like rich. Whereas Malcolm Reynolds and his crew are all just looking like... Like you. Like, you know, they're just everyday working class kind of people. Laborers. So the whole story changes when this... uh, a pair of siblings hmm. takes refuge in the ship the serenity with this crew uh and they just tell them that we are on the run from the alliance and because they the serenity crew also has a sentimental attachment to that they're also anti authority they kind of take them in and the idea is they'll just drop them off at another planet but before they drop them off they learn of a very deep dark secret that the girl has about herself which is the reason why alliance is chasing her tell us when to gasp okay and that is when this crew learns about the secret and how they manage uh to not drop off the girl to uh run from the alliance mm-hmm. and also you have um because of the writing you can imagine you know avengers etc yeah the characters are really fleshed out like all nine people's have all nine people have their own expertise one is a pilot one is a mechanic etc right. i et see i see So all of the characters are so well fleshed out that you'll never forget the characters once you watch the TV show. I see. And what I want you guys to know is uh, after one season of the show Fox cancels it. Mhm. Uh-huh. And yeah, just after one season Fox cancels the TV show and the people they go up in such uproar. Mm. They, they start a campaign like bring it back because the fan following was huge. Oh. So ultimately How many episodes was one season? About 11 or 12. Okay. okay or 18 i guess i don't know but i don't remember what uh, <laughs> ultimately the pressure was so much that nbc agreed to buy the rights from fox mm-hmm. and they made a movie to oh, sort oh, of wrap oh, up oh. the story okay. because after one season oh. it was kind of cut abruptly right? right so they gave them a chance to make a feature film and wrap up the whole storyline basically and they made a movie called serenity mm-hmm. so Guys who is listening to this if you like sci-fi if you're anti-authority if you like rebels if you like fleshed out characters and if you're not asleep if you like by now great comedy uh if you like action comedy whatever but you got to watch firefly and then follow it up with the movie serenity that's my parcel where do you watch it um figure it out where i watch it i should figure that out the world is your oyster yeah That's all I can say. Well, that is Bogus's parcel, guys. Uh, like always, it's inconsequential. Mm-hmm. But Firefly and Serenity. So technically, you are like sequeling your. No, it's the same story. Parcel. It's huh? the same story. The same okay. story. But I one mean, is continuation. Like a, I know. see. Okay. One is like a. Web so story. the universe is the same. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So that's great. But you it's ra- one of the best. Oh, you're still not done. Uh, TV shows that you will watch. for sure what is this installment parcel section <laughs> making up like it's done okay you sure yeah firefly and serenity perfect when 2002 when did the movie come i don't remember incomplete answers mm. great so that's that's the episode the parcel section yeah. and that brings us to the end of this episode yo thank you khartoum for joining us this episode Yes. Glad for your company, glad for the compliments you shared. Yes. I hope we hope mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that Khartoum will soon tattoo thigh gap on his forearm. Oh yeah. And become the official brand ambassador. Yeah. Get promoted from being the first fan to the first brand ambassador. Yeah. See That's a lot what of potential. That's what we pray and wish for. Mm. Mm. Thanks a lot Khartoum for coming here and bothering us with your presence. We really appreciate it. Mm. <laughs> Cartoon. <laughs> Going out with a war cry. <laughs> Seems like he's a little off with the timing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it But sounded very lazy. Kind no? of reluctant, hesitant, yeah, shy war cry. Like, no, like, it was tired. It's like I'm here because of my mom types yeah. war cry. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be here otherwise. Yeah. But it was a great 
great talk yeah yeah, yeah. conversation you are yeah. officially our second best guest mm-hmm. yeah obviously on the episode right mm-hmm. and we just delaying this ending for some reason i'm not sure why i don't know yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey thanks for listening you can follow this podcast on spotify to get notified of new episodes every thursday we're also on apple podcast for those of you who have partaken in the forbidden fruit if you liked what you heard leave us a five star rating and a comment say anything like the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog a rating and a comment really helps us out it's free and i'm told that's a great price but enough about us huh tell us about yourself leave us a comment our twitter is at thigh gap and we are underscore thigh gap on instagram